Hello, welcome to The Heavy with Andrew and Don, where we cover a wide range of rock and metal topics for the casual listener. I'm your host, Don Sutherland. With me as always, my brother, Andrew Sutherland. What's up, dirtbags? All right, so... That's it. That's it. Angry enough? No, you need more anger in it. That was too okay, passive. Next week. Next time. Okay. <laughs> not this time. There's not enough time. We got to keep I'll going. on it. Um, uh, all right. Remember, you can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com if you got any questions. Andrew, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Devin Townsend and Strapping Young Lad, which is a band, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. This is going to be new to me. All right. Let's get into it. Strapping Young Lads. I want to say that band sounds familiar, but I say that oh. about most. So De- Devin Townsend's a Canadian musician. He's from Vancouver, pretty much. And Strapping Young Lad is one of his most popular projects. So I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call them SYL because it's very cumbersome to say Strapping Young Lad every time. Yeah, fair enough. So, when, no, you, when you say pretty much from Vancouver, what you mean? Well, like he, just he's Vancouver from Vancouver, area? but the band, the the band was based in Vancouver, but they're not all from. Oh. From Vancouver, oh, okay. but he, he's okay. from Vancouver though. Uh, okay. So the episode we're mostly going to concentrate on Townsend's break into the music industry. Uh, originally, his his major label debut was actually with uh, play with Steve Vai. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I know Steve Vai. So yeah. he sang on a Steve Vai album, and uh, this is going to cover that and his response to his experiences from that era by forming Syl after. Okay, so, cool. Uh, Townsend releases a ton of material, solo stuff. So he's since SYL disbanded, he's been making nonstop solo albums, like different types, some lighter stuff, some heavier stuff. So that'll be he just makes a lot of music. He makes so. a ton of music and he he produces a lot of stuff and has guest appearances here and there. So we'll just cover his stuff with Steve Vai and then SYL, and uh, we'll okay. probably have to do the other stuff in another podcast some at some point when I have time to list yeah. all like twenty something albums that he has. The solo albums. Jeez, it's like some of those guys, like freaking Johnny Cash. I remember looking into it. He's got like fifty albums. It's just ridiculous how much music he put out. Yeah, so, some musicians just pump out so much material. It's just incredibly creative, right? You also get a lot of cr- you get a lot of crap when you put out that many albums, though. Too. That's true. <laughs> no matter not how every, talented you are, be, yeah, yeah. Not everything's gonna be gold. There's gonna definitely be some garbage in there. But if you're, if uh, you're publishing just everything that you write. Yeah, I mean, we're talking generally about musicians. Uh, Townsend's yeah. solo stuff could all be, from what I've heard, a lot of it's really good, so could all be really good, cool. I don't know. But uh, all right. yeah, today we'll concentrate on those couple things. So he's, Sounds good. Uh, like I said, also a, a producer. He's an accomplished musician, vocalist. Uh, he has his own uh, label called Heavy Devi Records, which he okay. released a, a bunch of his own stuff on. So cool. my first intro to SYL was back when I was in high school, and I saw the video for a song called Detox on Much Music Loud. And I just oh, a little a little Canadian for you. Yeah, that's sure that's that. Canada MTV. Yeah, so any American listeners, yeah, much music is just yeah. <laughs> Canadian MTV, and loud and then, is like I don't know Canadian Headbangers Ball, I guess. I don't know what the, the English version would be. I don't know BBC. That's the one channel they got. I'm not sure. That's much music off, is like Canadian BBC. No, I'm just no, the CBC is like the BBC. CBC okay. is like Canada's PBS so we, for Americans. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that song on loud and I, I just I love the intensity of it and the, the anger in the, of the song and coupled right. with the, an oddly melodic chorus because the, the guy is a great singer so he can definitely throw together a song and uh, throw some melody in there as well but uh, I right. also love the way they filmed the video they, the way they changed the camera angles and the lighting in the video is really cool with the music uh, so I'll, I'll throw up a clip of that video after so Townsend was born in New Westminster, BC in 1972. He started playing the banjo at age five and his parents made him play piano before he could get his first guitar at age 12. How do you, uh, I guess I'm assuming his parents just like owned a banjo unless his parents are like, hmm, you're five. Mm-hmm. It's time to get into a really weirdly specific instrument. Yeah, I think it had something to do with his dad being into it or something. But okay. Uh, the first songs that he learned to play were the song Motorhead by Motorhead. And Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, opposite them. ends of a spectrum. Hey, yeah, Johnny so Cash was, makes a reappearance. Nice. There you go. So Townsend was also involved. He was involved in different metal bands in high school. And he founded a band called Gray Skies. Then joined another band called Caustic Thought. 
Uh, these are bands that didn't really go anywhere. They're just they were local bands. Okay. Uh, yeah. He later wrote and recorded under the name Noisecapes. So this group, well, it was pretty much just him, but he sent uh, a Noisecapes demo to Relativity Records, and then they passed the demo off to Steve Vai, and he happened to be looking for a singer for his next album. So Townsend mm-hmm. ended up recording with Steve Vai for his Sex and Religion album, and then touring with the band for two years after that. Right. So oh, that's really was, cool. It's a good breakthrough. Yeah. Well, that was I'm like his. That. To to he was only eighteen when he first started singing for Vi, and uh, so wow, super young, right? And uh, he was very uh, that's crazy. Yeah, he was very disillusioned with what he thought the LA music industry was, and uh, in one of his interviews from Guitar World, he pictured an empathetic and nurturing industry, which it was not at all. Apparently, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not going to be that. So at one point, he's also very very bald. This is a super yeah, well, bald guy. When he sang for when he sang for Vi, I was watching some videos from early on when he was singing for Vi, and he was like completely bald. And then later on, when he started making music with Syl, he had long hair. Oh, so pretty so much for his entire his entire run with Syl from mid nineties there till two thousand six was their last album. He mm-hmm. didn't cut his hair till after the last album, and they shaved also, his head he's again. Purposely bald. Oh no, he's got a skullet. Ugh. Oh yeah, he's an amazing skullet. I was gonna talk about that later, but yeah, he's he's got an incredibly epic skullet for sure. Oh, he did. So, at one point, he took a shit in Steve Vai's guitar case, which, yeah. Uh, okay. So he he later explained in the same Guitar World interview, I didn't have many ways that I felt I was able to articulate my discontent, so I t- tended to act up. And he he reflected that it was probably confusing for Vi, and uh, he thinks that he felt that unequivocally. That would express my discontent with how I was feeling about things <laughs> by shitting his guitar that, case. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, that that does convey emotion. And, and, and I think it was pretty true to what he was feeling at the time about what he was getting into and what you know from what he expected to what it ended up being. Uh, another quote from one of his interviews about that scene was: "It was difficult to see the music industry used like a commodity, to see people trying to write hit mm. singles on purpose or using chords." that have been exhaustively investigated through market research as to what sells. So just right. Yeah. Just really like that. cheesy, right? Like I can understand somebody who's coming out who just loves music and wants to be creative and then everything's just so like calculated, you know, and he oh, just really yeah. did not like that at all. Yeah. Especially like if you already have this like idealistic view of what yeah. it's going to be like, you know, like, Oh, it's and, just, and was, it's cutthroat and also contrived. In yeah. A lot for of sure. Ways. And he was so young that he hadn't experienced that yet. Right. So this was very mm-hmm. eye opening. For him and this is the the point that i'm getting at that i'm working towards is how he went from being a singer in a fairly mainstream rock band to making music like syl which is extremely right. aggressive and noisy like oh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that as we go here so at the time steve Vai was a pretty big star most people that are familiar with rock have heard of him as a yeah he's a know, big name kind of a guitar hero so they because he was a big star, they go on to play arenas with bands like uh, Aerosmith, and they even performed on the Tonight Show at one point. So, Strapping Young Lad well. performed on the Tonight Show. No, no, no. Devin Townsend performed with as a singer for Steve Vai on the Tonight Show. Oh, oh okay, okay. We're, we're still, still talking about wow. Vai, yeah. Right. So, okay. the the album Sex and Religion it was relatively a critical and commercial failure for Steve Vai because most fans that were expecting something similar to his previous album called Passion and Warfare. Like it was heavier, or what was well, the difference? I, a lot of his stuff is is also instrumental, so he, oh, he tried gotcha. to take it in a different direction, and uh, and it was fairly heavy, and it just wasn't what people were expecting, right? From him. So it, I mean, I think it did okay, but relatively speaking, it wasn't what they yeah expect, compared what they're hoping it would do. So yeah. the sound of that album to me sounds like he was almost going for a Skid Row sound from the Slave to the Grind album era. If I don't know if you know what that is. If you ever heard, no, I was gonna ask. So, <laughs> how does that sound? Yeah, the, if anybody like listened to, like Sebastian Bach is the singer for Skid Row, and he's actually also Canadian, ironically enough. But oh, uh, cool. if you listen to Sebastian Bach singing on "Slave to the Grind," the album by Skid Row, uh, and then compared to Devin Townsend's vocals on Steve Vai's uh, record, there to me they sound pretty similar. It's like he was going for that sound at the time, right? So uh, around this time, or just after he toured with Vi, Townsend briefly toured as a guitarist for a band called The Wild Hearts. And then uh, after being rejected by both Roadrunner Records and Relativity Records, he was subsequently offered a five-album deal by Century Media Records to make them 
some extreme albums. Okay. So <laughs> this is after he'd done with Vi and the Wild Hearts and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's gone back to Vancouver. Uh, so did he, so did he just did the one album with Vi? Yeah. Yeah, they just did the one album yep. and then toured. So mm-hmm. the, the name Strapping Young Lad, which I have to say slowly so I don't <laughs> garble it, was sort of intended to be <laughs> ironic as Devin formed the band to create something destructive after his respective experiences in both uh, Vi and then with the Wild Hearts. Right. So musically, okay. SYL is like crushingly heavy. Like some critics mm-hmm. have said it's like overbearingly like <laughs> heavy, you know, just so it's like noise, some of them. Yeah. But like, with, I kind uh, of like, like the, that kind of juxtaposition with the, the names and the music though. There's like a, there's a band that they're not metal. They're um sort of like indie alt stuff but uh their their band name is rainbow kitten surprise but a lot it. of their songs are just about cocaine <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like not what you expect listening to a band called rainbow kitten surprise and speaking of humor like townsend puts a lot of humor into his uh sol like into a lot of the albums and songs and uh, his live performances so he definitely doesn't okay. take himself too seriously yeah i'm looking at a picture of a an elephant on stage i assume a fake elephant uh, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> from a de- I don't know what it's from, but uh, he's on stage with, with an elephant. Sounds pretty awesome and epic, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> I'd be excited to see that in any context, really. In one of the interviews that Townsend did, he said he kept thinking to himself, "If it's not about the beauty, then I just want it to burn." Which I, I love that quote. Like about right. going from the LA music industry to just like, he just wants to just flip it upside down, and just like make something like super aggressive and angry. Yeah, no, so, I get it. Like completely counterculture. Yeah, like just just turn it right on its head. Yeah. So the the first SYL album is called Heavy as a Really Heavy Thing. <laughs> so it's very self-explanatory. Okay. Yeah. It was all right. It was pretty much all performed by Townsend with the use of a drum machine, although he did use session musicians on some of the songs and it was released in 1995. Okay. From some of the interviews it seems that he didn't think much of the album, but it definitely took him in the musical direction that he wanted to go to contrast the stuff that he had played with Vi. Yeah, start to create a reputation. Yeah, or, or just to create something like angry to, to express himself to how he felt about mm-hmm. uh, his experiences. Mm-hmm. So Devin Townsend is actually like very well-spoken and intelligent, despite some of the crazy-ass music that he released that people might get the wrong impression. <laughs> like If you ever watch an interview with him, he's actually really really insightful he's really uh f- like fun to watch or listen to and uh yeah that makes sense I, fi- I i feel like that's that's a lot of these guys though like the the ones mm-hmm. that are writing the most shocking things like it's it's not shocking because like that's just who they are it's because they yeah. understand what is going to shock people when it was just like, the, the place it, they're coming from sometimes right it doesn't uh necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily define them as a person right it's just the point yeah. that they're at at that that time of their lives right yeah it, it's kind of like um it's like a, a any comedian that is incredibly offensive like if they're on a stage like being offensive like that it's because they're smart enough because they know the buttons to push like it's yeah i feel like it's the same it, thing for for a good metal singer or yeah and you have to person. remember that art doesn't always def- define the person right it's yeah yeah exactly well i mean look at look at alice cooper for instance alice cooper is mm-hmm. godfather shock rock we talked about it before and he's extremely mm-hmm. well spoken and intelligent, you know. Yeah, absolutely. D. Snyder. D. Snyder's another one too. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if Ozzy Osbourne. I, uh, he, maybe he's got some <laughs> coherent thoughts, but the words don't really come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love Ozzy. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may not be the best interview. <laughs> at this yeah, point, for anyway. a couple of reasons. Yeah. Uh, so SYL released their second album called City in 1997, and the lineup for this album with uh, a guy named Jed Simon on guitar, Byron Stroud mm-hmm. on bass, and the legendary Gene, the, the human drum machine, Hoagland, obviously on the drums. Okay. <laughs> uh, if, if you ever get really into metal, he's drummed for so many different bands, man. He's drummed for uh, Death. He's drummed for Testament. He's drummed for uh, Fear Factory. Uh, there's, there's probably a list of about like 50 bands that he's drummed on, like albums for Your them and toured with them. Prolific session crazy. guy. He's very, very well known in the metal world. Mm-hmm. Um, the lineup would pretty much be static for the rest of the band's album and tours. Um, mm-hmm. They they went through several different keyboardists while touring, and there's there's some funny stuff in some interviews where Devin 
shit talks keyboardists, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> He's just clearly not getting along with these guys. Yeah, I, I think there's probably a couple that lasted for a little while, but there was a bunch that were in and yep. out for a very short periods of time. Uh, Townsend has mentioned in interviews that City is the band's best record. It's my personal favorite, if maybe just for the nostalgia more than anything. But it was it right. was the first one that got me into the band back in the back do, you, in the day. do you know if it's the best selling one? I doubt it. Like, I, I think one of the newer successful? ones probably would be. I'd have to check on the. Okay. Like they're yeah. not a they're not a really huge selling band, so I didn't really check on on the uh, the album sales. Yeah. Because uh, they're not very mainstream, right? But I, I would think probably one of the last two would have been the best selling, but I'd have to check into it. Okay. Uh, and the the cover for the album. If you ever see it, it's uh, it's actually a schematic for a diesel injector system. I was always wondering that, okay. and, and finally <laughs> somebody asked him, and he confirmed it. But it, it, just, it just looks like a bunch of lines and stuff. But yeah, it's actually a schematic. It's kind of cool. Huh. Okay. Uh, after City Syl released a, a live album called No Sleep Till Bedtime, live in Australia. So I actually own the CD, that's and good. it's uh, that's a good that's a good title. <laughs> They, uh, it's it's actually an amazing live CD. Like I'm not a huge live album person. You know, I have Kiss Alive, which isn't even a real album or a live album. And uh, yeah, yeah, I said that's their fake one. Unleashed in the East by <laughs> Judas Priest, and I like maybe a couple other live albums. But New Sleep to yeah. Bedtime is an amazing live album if you like their music, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it also has one of my absolute favorite tracks of theirs, which is a live version of a song called Far Beyond Metal. So they they eventually did a, an album version of it, but the uh, live version's still my favorite. So right. the, the and the album showcases like the energy of their shows and uh, his outspoken like his humor and his persona on stage. Right. Yeah, you see a little more of it. It's like the it's like the Blink One Eighty Two live albums. Like part of their whole thing is their live show. So you see yeah, like more a bunch of, it, of toilet humor and stuff. of it in those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that's what people are going to the shows for. Like they, yeah, you know, for sure. they have a persona. Yeah, they were just fun, right? They just have fun. Yeah. Uh, Townsend was he was uh, diagnosed with bipolar disorder around this time, uh, but thinks that uh, a lot of the symptoms were more related to his drug and alcohol use during those years. And he's actually mm-hmm. been clean from both the drugs and alcohol, and also his meds for for years now. Interesting. The uh, the meds for the bipolar stuff was like, basically balancing out his. Uh, the abuse from the other stuff. Right, yeah. You got to do drugs to keep the other drugs that you do at <laughs> bay. Yeah. Not, not exactly the healthiest cycle. Yeah, no doubt. He he also turned down an offer to audition for Rob Halford's spot in Judas Priest in the mid-90s, which uh, ended up going wow. to a guy named Tim Ripper Owens, who did a couple albums with him. And then Rob Halford came back, right? Yeah, Rob Halford came back after... After a couple uh, albums with Tim Owens, I, but, I, so I wasn't actually aware that he left. That's interesting. Yeah, it wasn't for very long. It was probably I can't remember, maybe five or six years, and then he came back. Right. Uh, yeah, he he never actually auditioned, but he was offered the audition. So after a hiatus, he worked on some solo material and he and some producing, and they ended up releasing a self-titled album in two thousand three. So Syl, and right. I actually bought this album when it came out. And it's pretty solid. It's a solid metal album, but for me, it was a bit of a letdown after City because it's missing the like a lot of the industrial elements that used to be in the old stuff, like the electronic stuff. Right. It had very uh, death metal style riffs than their previous music had, and mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't as humorous. So it seemed like it was influenced by certain things. And uh, one of the things they mentioned was like 9/11 had happened, you know, a couple of years earlier, and he was just kind of oh yeah a- angry and just in like a just was it was just his mindset at the time like why mm-hmm. that album came out the way it did that's interesting but, uh, interesting to see how it affects different bands yeah like my chemical romance like wrote their whole first album right post 9-11 there's like a whole song on uh the my i can't remember what their first album was called but yeah like the the singer of my chemical romance like saw 9-11 happen oh yeah so, so it really like, affected there's a song him. about it <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. like that would stick with you i think yeah, I'm sure for for uh, like uh, millions of people, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Syl was okay. Well, I guess this answers some of our questions here. But Syl was their first album to chart at number 97 on Billboard's Billboard's Top Heat Seekers, and oh, okay, so it, it was bigger than City. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like this is where they started to finally get noticed a bit, and the song yeah. "Devour" from the album would appear on the Alone in the Dark movie soundtrack as well. 
Alone in the Dark. I don't know if I know that movie. That was like a horror movie from before you were old enough to watch it, probably. Yeah. So just like nine um, eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What what year were you born again? Ninety ninety seven. Oh yeah, you were just too young to remember it, probably. Yeah. Uh, so when when touring for this album, the band released a DVD filmed at a Vancouver show, and uh, maybe the Canadian listeners will get this. Probably not the Americans, but it was called "For Those a Boot to Rock" live at the Commodore. <laughs> 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 they uh, they released their fourth studio album called Alien in 2005, which was stylistically much more eclectic uh, and kind of what I was hoping for when I bought Syl originally, the self-titled album. So the it, it oh, just, they kind of uh, moved back the other way. Yeah, they just started making more offbeat songs and, and not sticking with kind of a, a formula. Yeah. So th- this album would hit number 32 on the Billboard Top Heat Seekers chart, the same chart we were talking about, and right. receive more critical acclaim than the previous album. So the the biggest single off that album was called, actually it might have been the only song, single off that album, it was called Love with a question mark, and it would become one of the band's most recognizable songs by far. Right. It's their most played song on Spotify as well. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I, I put them in here. Like that's that's number one. Mm-hmm. So funny story about that song. Townsend admits to directly ripping off the chorus of that song from a Yes song called "City of Love." And, like this is not a secret. Like he actually said, I, I needed the chorus to be like really good, so I just like ripped it right off from this Yes song. <laughs> and if you listen to, I actually I downloaded or not downloaded. I, I uh, listened to "City of Love" on Spotify and put it on the playlist. And he right. is not lying. It's like identical. So it's pretty funny. So after this, listen to the song Love and then listen to City of Love by Yes. And yeah, it's uh At least change the name a little bit there, Devin. <laughs> I just I just love how he was just so straight up about it too though. And oh, they, I mean the the music, the, the genre of music is so vastly different that it doesn't really matter that much, you know? Huh. And if you watch uh watch the video for Love and you'll get a great shot of his horrible skullet. Well, it's an awesomely horrible skullet. It's it's, it's interesting. It's, like if you, uh, it's certainly something. If you if you like skullets, it's one of the most incredible things you'll ever see. <laughs> and if uh, if you if you don't like skullets, it's absolutely disgusting. Put it that way. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah. pretty filthy. He was yeah he was he was talking about at one point he just didn't wash it at all and there was like boogers in it and stuff and it's like it almost oh, looked like dreads. It's just. Like in, oh, that's like what the, I'm looking at. Like, yeah. it, it looks like dreads, but not quite dreads. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. You can understand why he shaved his head after after finishing off. Yeah, that's I, why get I, I definitely, definitely get it. So, following the timeline of their album releases, so the band soon after this, uh, they released their fifth album and final album mm-hmm. called The New Black in July 2006. Right. So, really, this all ties into the deal he made with Century Media Records for five albums so they did five albums with, so he made, uh, he made the five yeah yeah so he because really he talks about wanting to be done with it after city he kind of said what he wanted to say but he kept going with it and uh i mean they had to keep going they have a they had a pretty big following in the metal community and and they're a pretty solid pretty solid band so i can't understand why people wanted them to keep going you know mm-hmm. and i, th- I think so, so even, that was that was the end of it then new new black was the was the last one this would be their final album and they went for basically went on hiatus after that probably permanently but i mean right. who knows right but it's, it seems like he's kind of done with that part of his career and he's been releasing a ton of solo stuff but uh, to talk about that final album mm-hmm. they, they they released it pretty quick because there was some pressure to have it out in time for ozfest because they were performing at ozfest that year right and this the album the new black was it was actually more melodic and uh, a lot of humor again mixed in in the songs Mm-hmm. And uh, so Gwar lead singer Odorus Arungus, whose name is actual, actually Dave Brocky, and he was actually also <laughs> born in Canada. Uh, hey, he did some, there you go. A lot of Canadian content here. So uh, he actually did guest, guest vocals on the album for the, the, the album version of Far Beyond Metal because there's a, there's a line in the song on the live version that Devin just stole right out of a Gwar song. So on the album version, he actually got the quiet guy from Gwar to come and sing it. Which is kind of cool. Hey, so, okay, so it wasn't bad blood. No, no, yeah, no. I, I think these guys all got along pretty good. I mean, but he didn't get the singer from Yes to come on the album. He did I not. Imagine. Yeah. Ah, disappointing. <laughs> Lost opportunity. Here's another uh, 
musician that you'll recognize. So another Canadian musician, uh, Biff Naked. Hey, cool. She actually yeah. did some guest guest lead vocals on a track called Fucker. <laughs> so this okay. uh, this song, fuck, he, he actually wrote this song. Or fuck her. Fucker, like F-U-C-K-E-R. Two words or one word? One, one word, one word. Fucker. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So the the song that he came up with, he was actually asked to write a pop song, and that's the song he came up with. And uh, he he purposely made it that song so that they wouldn't be able to play it anywhere. It's just I don't uh, know what they expected based on everything everything he had ever done. Pretty much par for the course, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of their fault, honestly. Definitely. So uh, just a couple before we get to the workout playlist, just a couple of uh, things here. So <laughs> this is kind of ridiculous and out of context, but. There's a story that Devin tells in one of his interviews where he ran into this girl that he knew from working with her when they were younger, and she would always laugh when he'd fart around her, apparently. So a couple of years later, he saw her, and she was hanging out with some friends outside of a club, and he, he uh, asked her if she remembered him. <laughs> he uh, he, went to, <laughs> he went to attempt to fart, and he shit himself in front of him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he, like, he's, he tells the story in an interview, and then... Later on, he was telling his mom the story about it, and he shit himself again telling the story. What? Yeah. Like trying to fart for his mom, or what? He was he was relating the story about shitting himself in front of this girl to his mom, and he ended up accidentally shitting himself again. Oh my! God. I, I don't know why I find that story really funny, but I just thought it was funny. How do you do it twice? You that's think that's why I thought it was. <laughs> I know this guy's got a problem. Yeah. No. One of many, I think. <laughs> so I, I haven't listened to all of his solo stuff yet, but I know one of his solo albums that I listened to back, because he was releasing solo stuff even in between his SYL albums back in the 90s. And mm-hmm. one of his albums that he put out was called Ocean Machine Biomech. If anybody ever wants to look mm-hmm. that up, you can't find it on Spotify, but you can get it on, on YouTube or by the CD or whatever. But it's uh, it's totally different than SYL, and it's amazing. If anybody wants some cool. just like... It's hard to describe, but... Uh, so look it up and describe it to yourself. Is that it for stuff about him? Yeah, I was going to get to the workout playlist now. Awesome. Yeah, I was just going to add one little thing at the, at the end. It is really impressive that like you get disenfranchised that early in your uh, in your career, like 18 years old, yeah. finding out that it's not what you expected it to be, and then he just made it what he wants it to be. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I think it's great that... It happened so early because he had so many years to produce so much great music after that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all relative to what you know somebody likes, but mm-hmm. ju- just gauging from you know his SYL stuff to to what his solo stuff is, there's there's probably something for everybody in there because he's written a lot of stuff yeah. that's not heavy as well, right? Worth sifting through his stuff for. Uh, yeah, all right, for sure. so workout playlist. I ain't got time to bleed. This is the trouble. Let's put a smile on that face. Uh, we're going to start with a couple of songs from the album he did with Steve Vai, just to set some some context and some uh, okay. contrast. So what's the name of that album? The album was called uh, Sex and Religion. Sex and Religion. So okay. it was actually released under the band name Vai, I believe. Like just not Steve Vai, but just Vai. But it's considered just a Steve Vai album, pretty much. Right. So it's from 1993 is when they actually released the album. So the the first song, did I tell you what the song was called? I don't <laughs> think so yet. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> song said called, it was off the album. Yeah, sorry. The song is called Dirty Black Hole. And it okay. starts with a, a short clip of Devin kind of goofing around. And then it breaks into like a driving fast hard rock song. And as I mentioned, to me, it's really re- reminiscent of Skid Row's Slave to the Grind. Just the sound, and especially right. the vocals. And it's a pretty solid tune, I think, a hard rock tune. Although sometimes Vi's, Steve Vai's guitar is a little bit much because he's just constantly kind of going crazy, like kind of like uh, Ingwie yeah. Malmsteen. How he just, it, you know, the, it's a really little talented, exhausting. But just, sometimes it's just a little bit, a little bit too much for the, what part of the song they put it in. It just kind of, uh, what would you say, uh, over the top, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it gets gets a little much. But dirty, dirty black hole, Steve Vai.
Mario Kart music. Yeah, that's what I mean about the guitar being a little bit too much. Because he's just like, yeah. he's just fitting in these like just weird solos in the middle of like everything, you know? Yeah, like he he jumps right into it, and it's like not everything needs yeah. to be not everything needs to be a harmony. <laughs> but, but I guess I, I can see why people who are coming um, off of his his instrumental stuff, that's kind of what they're expecting, and then they get this mixed mm. with this, these aggressive vocals, and it maybe just didn't work. Yeah, right? it's it's a it's an interesting mix. Like yeah. I don't I don't hate it, but it's uh. Yeah, well, you can see why some people, a lot of a lot of old school or hardcore fans of yeah. Vi's would not really take to it, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And if there's something people hate, it's change. They fear it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. God knows I do. In every single form. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get uh, to song number two. Yeah, we're gonna do, do one more song off of that album. It's called "Deep Down okay. Into the Pain," and uh, it's another fast, heavy track from that album. Vi's guitar work and Townsend vocals actually go pretty good together in this one. And there's a video for it as well. The song starts out with a lady screaming. And according to the video, it looks like she's giving birth or something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. And uh, and Devin's mm -hmm. wearing some kind of weird shiny bondage bodysuit in the video, which is also super <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love this guy. I love oh. everything he does. Minus maybe the shit in his pants stuff. Well, that was an accident. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but you do it twice. Where well, diaper. he didn't think it was going to happen twice. Just <laughs> That's you never expect it twice. Uh, and actually, it's down deep into the pain, Andrew. What? For shame. For shame. Oh, man. My, uh, yeah. <laughs> you dyslexia and action. Dyslexia, yeah. uh, <laughs> down deep into the pain, though. Uh, Vi. Yep, that's that's Steve Vai going nuts there. It's less like out of place in this one. Yeah, I find it, it flows. It flows a bit better. It, it, it seems like they they mesh a bit better in that song, the guitar and the vocals. Yeah, very very much so. But it's very it's very driving. Like even the rhythm yeah. section of it is almost like a. It's almost like he's playing a solo of his own. Well, the it's guys like two they, solos at once. It works. Vi, Vi was kind of trying to come up with. It was almost like a like a super group that he was like the, the two guys he has playing bass and drums in that album apparently are really really good musicians that he hired specifically for their skill like they're the the way he uh the built the band it was supposed to be like a powerhouse instrumentally yeah well the sense i get too is that Devin townsend is a phenom that's a hell of a voice to have at 18 yeah he's a freaking teenager i think i think at this point he's probably do you think he's 21 at this point but well, That's not when they first crazy. started recording though. When, when he first started singing with them, he was like 18, 19. So this is the last song we're gonna do in the workout playlist from Vi. But uh, right. I'll put up a couple of clips. So I'll put up a clip or a, a link to the video of them performing on the Tonight Show. And uh, cool. just like, you gotta see how like Devin's got a pretty crazy onstage persona. Like he's he's all over right. the place, man. It just like I seems so out of place. But he's like he sings really well. But just like the way he is on stage is just so out of place from the way the rest of the band is. It's yeah, pretty, it's like pretty it. awesome. Now we're going to get to the crazy shit. So we're going to get to the uh, <laughs> okay. strapping young lad stuff. So the right. first song that we're going to play from SYL's uh, first album, heavy as a really heavy thing. And the song is actually called, <laughs> it's actually called SYL strapping young, young lad. So the, the song starts out with a, a recording of, there's a, there's a kid talking at the start of the song. And it's actually a recording of Devin when he's three years old. Just so, so, you know, hmm. And uh, then it breaks into an intense wall of guitars and some electronic noise and Townsend basically screaming at the top of his lungs. And uh, it, this song was pretty much direct response to his experiences in the LA music scene. And at one point he yells, I fucking hate you over and over again. And uh, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> so hmm. uh, between the... Uh, okay. Yeah, but, but there's actually a, a kind of a melodic chorus as well. So see what you think. All right. Uh, S.Y.L.
Wow. There's a, a bit of a difference between that and Vi. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking heavy, eh? I, I love it. And that came yeah. out of Canada. I'm proud of that. Yeah, man. And, and just, just knowing his motivation for writing that shit is a, it just like, yeah. it's so fitting. It's so perfect, you know? It's awesome. And you know what? It's yeah. not just noise. That's like legitimate, no. good, heavy metal. It's awesome. Once, if you if you go in like kind of knowing what to expect, there's, there's some great music there, for real, like some yeah. great art. No, it's it's really good. Okay, we're gonna move on to the next song. This is a bit of a cop out because I'm gonna do a cover song they did. So when they okay. remastered uh, "Heavy" as a really heavy thing, they did a cover of "Exciter" by Judas Priest. So it's it's right. a live cover. It's one of my favorite Judas Priest songs. And because we were talking about how Devin was offered uh, a chance to audition for that role. I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. fitting. And uh, he, he may not be able to hit the highest notes quite like Rob Halford because Rob Halford's got a ridiculous range. But uh, yeah, it's just one but of those Devin, guys. But Devin sings the shit out of the song and the band shows like how good they are instrumentally. And mm-hmm. the drums are amazing. Solos are perfect. So uh, check it out. S-Y-L All right. Exciter. I might like their version better. Their version is very good. It's very good. I I honestly <laughs> might like it better. The, yeah, it's wow. What well, were you well, say? the difference between the, like the Judas Priest version is amazing, but the the thing I find with the Judas Priest version is the recording sounds a little bit like it's not very full. You know, it sounds kind of yeah. tinny almost. But it's it's an amazing song, and and it's probably might be my favorite Judas Priest album, uh, Staying Class, but. That the, the way that SYL performs that, like the it, the song sounds so much richer, you know, the instrument, like the instruments, the guitar, yeah. so much like thicker, you know. Yeah, so they, they, well, they and, really and he's like even it. got like a more guttural voice too, which like personally, yeah. it's why I'm not huge into Iron Maiden. Like the the high like vibrato, it's very impressive, but it's not really yeah. my style. Well, but and, where he he has like a better tone for it, in my opinion. Yeah. And he's got he's got a, still a pretty good range. Like he's got a good enough range to oh, hit yeah. a lot of notes. And and he, like he, he's he's actually a really good singer. And it, yeah, his range is like perfect where it doesn't really throw you off. He stays within a certain mm-hmm. kind of framework where it's just like you're just comfortable with it. You know, like he doesn't like go yeah. super high. And like you know, I know some people don't love those super like really high pitched vocals. Is you know time and place for mm-hmm. that. And don't get me wrong, like I love Rob Halford. Rob Halford's got an amazing voice. But uh, yeah. I thought Devin Townsend's version of Exciter was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's incredible right there. All right, song five. Is this song five already? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we need to do okay. two Vi, two SYL. Um, okay, we're going to do a song we talked about earlier called Detox off their album City. So right. This is okay. my first song of theirs that I ever heard and arguably off their most defining album, City. The The video yep. is like makes this song. The first time I heard it, I saw I saw the video and yeah i'll put a link up for the video after but it's it's the way they did like i said the way they did the lighting and the cameras and the video just fits the music mm-hmm. so well and to me to this day is this is still one of my favorite metal tracks ever probably and the like it starts out with this great like chugging riff and the like pounding drums and then townsend's mm-hmm. vocals are just overpowering it's amazing and then uh they, the band's chanting in the background and uh, another fairly melodic chorus which is happens quite a bit with with his stuff because he can actually sing yeah and uh as far as like the the topic or the the subject of the song what i take from it when i look at the lyrics and you know i think it's about using alcohol as a a social crutch and getting pretty much loser pissed and embarrassing yourself but it could be interpreted in other ways whether it's you know Mm -hmm. drug abuse mental illness like there's i'm not sure how how other people would interpret it but for me it was like getting drunk at a party making fool of yourself kind of thing yeah all right detox
very very driving yeah for sure it's got a great um, that yeah great the, the one thing i noticed right away is like uh they seem to try different things in these different songs so far that yeah, I, no, like, I don't know if that's your experience but like they keep it fresh that's that's one of my things i love about this band is that every album is different every album they put out and even though they're still yeah. all very heavy they're they're all they all have a different flavor to them and and Devin Townsend, like I said, has all these solo albums, and they're also vastly different mm-hmm. from this even. And he's he's just a really really creative, talented dude. Yeah, well, not afraid to try different things too, which is, is yeah. very clear. Sweet, yeah, no, that song is that song is awesome. All right, moving on. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, I got I got to do one song from their self titled album, SYL. Okay. This song is called Aftermath. So, like I was saying, I bought the CD when it first got released. And I didn't really appreciate it as much at the time because I was expecting another city and it wasn't what I was hoping for. But now that I'm listening to it again, I actually, with a more open mind, I actually appreciate it a lot more. So this song, there's a main riff in this song, like once it gets to a certain point and it's kind of a mid-paced, like nothing crazy, just this this riff. It just gets like stuck in my head. For the last few days, I couldn't get the song out of my head, just the the guitar riff. Uh, And... Townsend sings, he sings most of the vocals instead of just screaming them, but the guitar is sticking up a bit in the middle and there's some wicked double bass. It's uh, probably one of the less angry songs from that album, but it's still <laughs> okay. still pretty heavy. But there's just like yeah. this mid-tempo riff that close to the start of the song that just really hooks you. So give it a listen. All right. Aftermath. I feel like I listened to, to more of it than uh, than I usually do. I loved the inch. That was like one of that's one of the best song openings that I've heard in recent I, memory. I, I just I, I don't know song. something about that guitar that just get, gets stuck in my head. I just love it. Yeah. Well, the yeah. drums keep getting faster and faster and faster, yeah. and then it when it breaks up. down after, yeah, there's like 50 seconds yeah. of buildup, and then when it breaks down and gets slower, it's it keeps up the pace. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that was. I can't believe I haven't listened to these guys before. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast because they're kind of a hidden gem. Or if you're if you're into metal, you've heard of them, but they don't get any radio play. And yeah, it's much yeah. music loud. You know, who, where do you ever see their videos? You know, it just mm-hmm. unless you're going to see them live, you don't really nobody really hears about them, right? And and they had yeah. their last album in 2006. So really, oh. now unless you go back, you're, you're not going to know about them. So I'm trying to uh, introduce people to them again. You know, especially yeah. people maybe that are younger that haven't heard this stuff before. Mm-hmm. All right, song number what is this seven? Okay, we're yeah. gonna do we're gonna do the song love that we we're talking about love with a question mark. It's a uh, love, love. It's got a very it's off their album Alien. It's got a very distinctive pounding guitar and drums, a very distinctive beat. the The lyrics right. almost seem insightful if you listen to them, but they're uh, although cynical, but possibly just absolute nonsense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you say he says some. There's some of the lines in it, you're like, oh, that's like really thought provoking. But then, like, a lot of it, like I said, it should be a bunch of shit he came up with. Just yeah, kind of yeah. sounds sort of intelligent, but uh, it's, it's it's a great song. Some of the comments I've read, there's some people interpret it as a song about an abusive relationship. I, I don't know. Uh, the chorus mm-hmm. is really catchy, but also admittedly stolen directly from a yes song called City of Love. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. Love. It's it's very much what's that band Dillinger Escape Plan esque, yeah. Like a lot of double kick, drums in there, and then uh, he screams, but then he also like sings actual parts of it. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's like completely different. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like every one of their five uh, SYL albums that they put out, the five studio albums, are all mm-hmm. different enough that they're it makes it interesting. You're not getting the same album yeah. ever, ever with them. Like it's. I think I'm gonna end up sweeping through these albums and listening to them all <laughs> this week. Yeah, I mean the good thing is by by keeping it to basically well, I mean there's the Vi album, but then the, the SYL there's just five I albums, so it's it's not too <laughs> it's not too daunting to get through, right? So definitely. All right, uh, I got two more songs Last. for you. So song number eight, okay. it's a song called "Almost Again," off of uh, the New Black. Uh, it's a much yeah. more melodic direction because that album ended up being quite a bit more melodic compared to their material up to that point. And uh, he actually sings most of the song, although like there are some screaming parts in it. All right, uh, almost again. it takes a turn he does a lot of uh like tempo changes in the songs but it all works very well yeah like you think it's going to be all melodic yeah it's and again it sounds completely different yeah like every like i said i i, I want to have at least one song from each album yeah, yeah. and uh just to show the the, the shift in style and and mm-hmm. like i was saying that syl album if you listen to syl it's almost the the riffs are, are like death metal riffs but that's the only album that yeah. really does riffs like that. Where and then you go back to listen to "Heavy" as a really heavy thing and "City," it's uh, very industrial. Like there's a lot of electronic uh, sounds in it. Yeah, and then this this one is more melodic, and it's yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison for it, but it just it it takes a turn into something softer. Yeah, but there are there's a lot of heavy stuff on that album too. If you listen to the entire album, the new black, there's. Mm-hmm. There's everything on there. Every song is like so different. Mm-hmm. All right, so number nine. I have to end number nine with this song. Like one of my, one of my favorite songs ever. It's from their No Sleep Till Bedtime album, the live album, that Far Beyond Metal right. version I was talking about. So other people aren't going to agree with me. It, like it won't be their favorite song. It's just for me, it's, a lot of it's nostalgia. I, I bought that album when it came out and I, I just listened to it over and over again. I just really love that song, that version of it. Uh, the the live version is amazing, both for the old school guitar riff of it and the energy. It also Townsend's like goofy sense of humor and his interaction with the crowd, and uh, his ability to just make up fucking lyrics <laughs> as he's going. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's got a pretty sweet solo, some harmonizing guitar leads, and uh, a verse stolen directly from a song called "Maggots" by Gore. Okay, <laughs> All right, give, give it a uh, listen. So far beyond metal. Okay, make sure it's a live version. Okay. I find this song a lot more thrash metally. He really, uh, yeah, he was definitely going for like an old school, like thr- I guess thrashy kind of feel with the riff there. Mm-hmm. No, it, it works though. I, I wouldn't say it's my my favorite of the songs so far, but like it's every song that he has seems to have something like unique and kind of awesome about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm no, not going to expect okay. this song to be everyone else's favorite. It's just for me, it's. More of a nostalgia thing. Same with Detox. This and yeah. Detox are the two songs that I most stick out in my mind when I think mm-hmm. of Syl. Yeah, still, still excellent though. Like, there's not much I can say that I really dislike about what what he does. He does a lot of like the little uh, the the little blurbs at the start of the songs, like with the baby talking and all and all that. Yeah. And he seems to love doing that. 
but yeah. uh, that doesn't really take away too much. No, it just gives it character, right? Makes it yeah. makes it his. Yeah, no, it's like well done. Well, he's super talented, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, you uh, you watch interviews with him, and you'll be you'll be really into like it's, he's really enjoyable to watch interviewed. Like I, I really like I like listening to him talk because he he's got some interesting points of view, but he's not he's very very like intelligent. Like he he words yeah. things really well, and he like yeah pretty pretty cool. uh, yeah interesting. Not dude. something you always find. Plus, he's Canadian, which is pretty awesome. And he's yeah, and the best part, he's Canadian, Canadian, and not from Ontario. Yeah, he's also not from Ontario. Yeah, which I barely consider Canada. No, I'm joking. Kind of, not really. Um, <laughs> do you have any news or anything? Yeah, he put out a solo album recently, and I believe he's putting out another one fairly soon. He did a bunch of stuff even in between SYL albums back in the '90s. Like he's right. he's got a ton of albums. So I I'll, right. I'll have to go through it all because there's a lot I haven't listened to yet. So I'll uh, at some point I'll mm-hmm. get a chance to listen to all of his output, the stuff that I haven't heard, and uh, and we'll do another another cool. show on him later and then i'll i'll update everybody with anything new sweet uh well all right if that's uh if that is it then that is gonna do it for this episode of the heavy so yeah see the show notes as we said we'll put a list of songs in there everything you heard in this episode there'll be a link to the spotify playlist that we add all the songs from the season in this episode on uh andrew will be putting those on social media too be sure to subscribe to us on apple podcast spotify or your favorite podcast app if you like the show tell a friend leave us a rating on itunes uh, our website is theheavy.ca follow us on instagram twitter and facebook too we're at the heavy pod on all those our show is edited by ian sutherland andrew does all the research our brother rob designed the logo our theme song is stallions of the highway by savage blade and i'm your host don sutherland thanks for listening we will catch you in two weeks later <laughs>